Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of VT Network. I'm your host, Dead Man. With me, as always, my two brothers. The man who actually has both his nipples pierced with pieces of the Eiffel Tower, Mr. DJ. Wait, what the what? He was very drunk. He probably doesn't remember, but they're still there. Don't worry. And my other brother, who has his asshole tattooed in the same fashion as the rock from Indiana Jones, Mr. Mustard himself. <sighs> no words. <laughs> You're just an asshole. <laughs> just, my, just my secret shame. <laughs> That's what the tattoo artist said to you. <laughs> and dead man, the only man to ever talk to Helen Keller for two hours before realizing who she was. Well, she seemed interested in what I was saying. <laughs> she never, she never looked away. She, she never said to shut up or stop talking. There's a reason for that. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm, 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 just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, she yeah, never yeah, objected yeah. Blind, to there. blind, blind, right. deaf, and mute. She probably didn't even know you were there, son. <laughs> well, she she act, she acted very interested. She never looked away from me. So, sounds creepy. Very it sounds rapey, dude. Like that. Yeah, I mean, she never looked away from me. She never <laughs> said no. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a whole other matter, but you know. All right, anyways, that's the show. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, 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 thank you. We, we're out of here. <laughs> uh, well, uh, should, uh, we, should we redo this one? <laughs> nah, we're keeping it. Uh, so, so uh, everybody, anybody out there listening, please let us know if our audio quality has improved. Mustard and DJ and I spent a little bit of money to get us higher quality sound through Discord. I know everybody's trying to do Zoom, but honestly... Wait, 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 wait. It's tax write-off, though, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I know everybody's going through Zoom and stuff like that, and honestly, I just don't like the audio quality on Zoom. I like the audio quality on Discord, and, I, you know, like, like me and DJ started off this podcast on Skype with the yeah. Skype recorder. <laughs> And it yeah, was it yeah. was god awful. So let us know if this is uh, improved in any way. Uh, if it has or if it hasn't, please let us know. Uh, we're really curious to see if uh, we we just spent a lot of money for nothing. But anyways, with all that said, what have you guys been playing? What have you guys been watching this week? Watching nothing. Uh, no. Okay, there's a second part to that question. What have you been playing this week? Uh, DJ? Oh, boy. Well, I decided to play a little bit of, uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Nice. Oh, hey. Something yeah, new after 2004. Wait, does that yeah. count, though? Because it's, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, bro. It's the remake. It counts. It counts. All right. What are you playing it on? Uh, PC. Nice. Yeah, that was the uh, you know sale that happened in the spring uh, during. Yeah, I bought it that, too. That, that hey. sale. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, screw it. I bought I seven as well. The, yeah, and I started. I started playing the uh, uh, Leon A. Claire B. You know the unofficial, uh, the unofficial uh, story mm. of Resident Evil Two. Okay. And yeah, about the 
face G for the first time with Leon and <laughs> Oh, I hate that bastard. I, I want to be a fly on that wall with you start screaming when he hits you <laughs> in that 1080p high def shit. I I was uh, you, yeah. He's a pretty face yeah, I already faced Pretty him before boy. on the uh, PS4, so you know, so the uh, the impact should be lessened. Yeah, but it's different than ultra high frame rate. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, you're not. And we all I'm, we I'm, both know you're not. I'm kidding. It's a fucking joke, Lord. It's the meme. DJ's uh, German. We all know this too, but it's oh, no. kind of that's not a joke actually. Yeah, that's true, you know, and when you look at, you know, certain things like Resident Evil that, you know, the whole yeah. focus is on biochemical warfare. So what true have that. you been playing, Mustard? Because <laughs> we're not going down this path today. Yeah, well, like, well, you know, let me just get an idea. Wait, Stop. Playing, Stop. <laughs> My fucking God. Where, where, does the, where does the line? Where's the line? Where <laughs> there is, is none. I can't see it. Hey, yeah, well, neither I can Helen but... Keller. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Where's she at? No. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I've been playing through Bioshock on my stream. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah. We're doing the ending where you uh, kill some little sisters and save some little sisters. Oh, so you're doing the medium ending. Yeah, the mediocre, uh, you, you, you did it ending. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Yeah. Not the fucking hey you're a good guy or hey you're a bad you're a bad man no no it's it's the it's well it's okay I don't want to game has been out for twelve years can I spoil shit or of course dude, it's Bioshock okay well yeah like the fucking the ending where you uh where you like take over the fucking rapture and like you fucking like murder all the little sisters and harvest their atom yeah yeah that apparently that's the bad ending. But the medium ending is the same, but Tenenbaum is just less pissed off with you, apparently. <laughs> Essentially, like, like Tenenbaum is just like, you know? Like, you're a piece of shit, but I mean, I understand. You're, but, you're like, if you harvest of... all of them, <laughs> if you harvest all of them, she's like, you're a fucking... You're, you're a monster. The... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I agree. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. I was watching the streamer. I was like, "Yo, are you harvesting or not?" He's like, "No, I can't bring myself even in a video game to kill a child." And I was like, I took a step back. I was like, <laughs> "And here, our brother DJ is like, fuck them kids." Dude, I literally harvested hey, every single little sister. I'm gonna say at least twice that I played through this game. <laughs> I've done it twice. Every single one. That was a like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. See, yeah, he's the one. Yeah, yeah. It's mustard that. No, it deserves that. No, no, no. We have yeah. a long history there, DJ. Like, we have a long, long history of you literally saying, fuck them kids. <laughs> yeah, I bought, I bought Resident Evil 2, uh, a remake as well, and then I also bought 7, but 7 doesn't play well with my ultra-widescreen monitor, so I'm, like, very mad about that. Yeah, it's more of a VR game. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, even even in the correct resolution, it's still it's still 16 by 9 and I'm like, wow, that, this is dumb. Like even even fucking even fucking Batman Arkham fucking City is like adjusted to my monitor and fucking Resident Evil Seven, a game that came out not too long ago, like for real. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we we talked uh, about this on a personal level. We talked about games written specifically for PC, and we both agreed that the last one that was written specifically for PC was Battlefield One. No, five, I think it was. 
Oh, yeah, no, five. Battlefield five was the last one that was seriously like, uh, this is meant for the PC. This is meant to shine on PC. Like, that was the last one. That was the real last one. And, uh... At least until the next one. No, because they've gone really console-based now. Uh, everything, yeah, they have. Everything on theirs runs on such a smoother level now because they're not specifically targeting the PC. I think it's hilarious. Well, yeah. I think it's absolutely fucking hilarious that, uh, you know, when they stop, you know, uh, placating to the PC market, <laughs> like, all their shit runs so much better now. It's, like, so less glitched and so less to fucking build it out. Like, it's so it's so funny to me. It's it's ironic, almost. Um, I have been watching, <laughs> as Mustard calls them, Fever Dream Animes. Uh, I've been just stuck on this one called, uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. If you haven't seen it, it's an awesome anime. It really is. It, it like, it's, it's so fucking wholesome at first. <laughs> and then it kind of like, you're, you're enjoying this really wholesome anime. And then it just kind of takes his left turn at about episode, like what? Nine, 10 DJ. Because DJ's yeah, there. that's about yeah, that's about right. No, Jesus, yeah, that's like, in there. Uh, literally, this guy gets stabbed. Uh, he, he saves his best friend uh, from some random murder that tries to happen in Japan. He gets uh, reincarnated in this fantasy world. It's an isekai, uh, isekai, which which is the name of the genre, and um, <laughs> like all the stuff that he's feeling as he's dying. Uh, this entity that's summoning him is like, okay, well, we're going to take that away from you. Okay, we're going to solve that issue. Okay, we're going to solve that issue. All you're left with is to be a fucking slime. <laughs> like, all the shit you complained about leaves you with the body literally of a slime. Congratulations, bro. So like, when he reincarnates as a slime in, like, this cave, all he does is explore shit and run around. And it's actually really wholesome. It's really funny. Like, it's got a lot of really good humor in it. But yeah, like, around 9 or 10 episodes in, it kind of takes a turn. And it gets, like, ultra-violent. <clears throat> and and it's not... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you never see it coming. Right, DJ? Yeah, pretty much. It's... Like, it's... Good grief. <laughs> yeah, it's this whole scene uh, where one faction's fighting another faction, and you're just like, oh, okay, well, he's been able to do this whole shtick, you know, of winning people over... He should be able to, oh my god, that that was a decapitation. What the fuck? Right now he's eating the dead. Okay. This, this took a serious sharp turn. Like a serious sharp, but, it's, but like the worst part is, right, is that all those weird moments catch you off guard. Because you're sitting there vibing with the anime and you're having a lot of fun. And just something horrible and violent happens. And you're just like, right, forgot this fucking anime does that. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's just, ah, fuck, right. Uh, yeah, so I, I called Mustard and, I, and I'd actually told him uh, about uh, uh, one scene I was watching. And the, like, the words that I said, Mustard just could not comprehend and put piece together in his brain. Do you want to repeat what they were, Bubba? Did you say something about flying megalodon armored sharks? <laughs> yeah, armored flying megalodons. 
were flying armored megalodons. That would be the correct order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they said that, and Mustard goes, I don't, want, I don't want to hear about your fucking fever dream anime, bro. You <laughs> 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 yeah. spent the next 10 minutes just lamenting over the words flying armored megalodons. Like, that should not, that's just, those words don't go together. <laughs> it really doesn't, so. <laughs> they just don't. <laughs> In practicality's sake, Mustard's response is correct. I mean, what do you say this if someone said said that? Like, you go, hey, why armored, armored megalodons? What? Sorry, yeah. what armored what? <laughs> what fucking armored fucking what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> oh, fuck me. So, like, I remember I was watching that and I was kind of like, cracking up because of what happens in the episode, but Mustard just couldn't put it together, man. He was just like, I... Why the fuck would I? Like, why the fuck would I, bro? <laughs> Who would? I love, the, I love the idea that anime just terrifies mustard on some levels. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's just like... Bah. <sighs> <laughs> like, how weird can these fucking things get? Like, how weird can animes get? Like, they just go for broke now. Like, they just embrace the meme now. Like, it's just funny. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of them, yeah. Um... There's kind of a couple I was watching that literally just embrace the meme. They go for the meme, they go for the neck, and it's and it's hilarious. And uh, they kind of call it out in the show as well. So, like, I was having a lot of fun with that. Uh, Konosuba, I told you guys about it. Like, where they embrace the meme, they make fun of it. So, <laughs> anyways, enough about weird anime. We got a lot to cover today, including some words from one of my muses, Ken Levine. So, why don't you say, let's get the show started. Um, it looks like Epic might be completely fucked. Because Sony just acquired uh, what is considered a quote-unquote minority stake for $250 million. That's like a that's a minority stake. <laughs> Interesting. When when what did the actual fuck cost two hundred and fifty million dollars? And you can say that's eh, a little bit. It's a little bit. It's a little piece. It's a small <clears> one. <throat> small. Uh, Microsoft. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so let's see. Epic CEO Tim Sweeney has said that uh, Sony began discussing buying its $250 million stake in the Fortnite creator after the Unreal Engine 5 PS5 demo, explaining, I guess they liked it, responding to concerns that there was a financial arrangement made behind closed doors to ensure that PS5 tech was used to showcase the U5 demo. Uh, Sweeney countered by saying serious investment discussions began after the event. Well, that would just hmm. literally implicate you even fucking further, you dumbass. It's like, hey, guys. Guys. I hear they're fucking in that room. And then both of them come out, like, adjusting their pants and shirt. Yeah, we were talking. Yeah, fucking right. Okay. That's funny. That's funny. We're talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, dude? Okay, so... And, of course, we got some tweets here from Tim Sweeney. Uh, 
and somebody calling them out calls Senjutsu Sage. Uh, did Sweeney not clearly say there was no financial arrangement or reason behind the recent statements around, sounding heavily tilted towards PS5? This officially now makes those previous remarks highly suspect, if not outright lies. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. And he responded, here's what I said back in May below. Serious investment discussions followed from Unreal Engine 5 demo we showed on PlayStation 5. Uh, there's not some secret deal. 100% of the stuff we've been working on with Sony over the past month is now publicly announced. What? Hmm. The, the U5 demo on PlayStation 5, 9, 8, Lumen, and Epic online game services for cross-platform cross platform play across all... That's redundant. So, okay. it's literally a secret deal. That's what he's fucking saying. Hey, by, by the way, all this stuff that you didn't know about, now you know about it because we announced it, but you didn't know about it. Exactly. <laughs> what the Sounds fuck? Sounds logical dude? to me. Oh, fuck this. God damn it, dude. Why, why is it that Sony just keeps getting shadier and shadier by the year? Have you guys <laughs> noticed that? Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean... <laughs> it's interesting, but uh, maybe that maybe they're not used to social media yet, or they got you know they don't have Hideo to talk about, so they're just kind of quiet, kind of keeping quiet, you know. That's true. Shady mm-hmm. deals, or maybe they don't want, want Microsoft to know. <clears throat> yep. Well, I'd be like, what about you, Muster? You're the, you're the one that didn't weigh in here. Have you noticed him getting I mean, shadier? Dude, yeah, dude. Like, the fucking canceling their events and, like, just basically all around just, just buying out weird franchises, just um, advertising in really weird ways, not really spending a time on, like, they're literally just focused on gaming. They're hyper-focused on gaming. We all know that. But, like, they also have other platforms and works, you know? Yeah, they have a lot I don't of know. stuff, like, literally behind closed doors, and now that this is coming out, it just kind of makes them look worse. Or, or, or is yeah. it just me? Mm-hmm. Well, I won't no, say I worse, say but I'll say it's definitely suspicious. It doesn't make anything better. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Oh, God damn it, dude. And, like, like, we've been saying that Sony has been fucking their budget for a long time, and maybe this is why. $250 million is not... A small amount, and it's especially not a small amount for PlayStation right now, considering considering that yeah, quote unquote, they're the best selling console, but they're also not doing fuck all for fuck all else. They have like their exclusives aren't making them any money. They're no, no, their- no, they're, no, they're making them money. It's just that they're just they're just frivolous with the money they get. You know, it's like, you know, like the typical rock star. It's like, we made all this money. Let's spend it on drugs. Yeah, hey, I think he's calling you out, Mustard. No, no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's truth to that. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, no, the exclusive makes them money. I mean, they wouldn't do it. They wouldn't. But, you know, it's like, it's one thing that, ha- you know, getting the money is another thing that actually know how to uh, use that money wisely. Because I can't, I can't, I don't, we don't see them investing anything really in this current gen or anything else that's going on. Like, there's no fucking, 
real big tech announcements or anything else that they're attending. There's no conventions. They're not putting out any like uh, uh, like virtual conventions like everybody else is. They're just kind of like sitting in their corners, twirling <clears throat> their thumbs. It's almost like they have a thousand year plan. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, it's just, you know, that's what sucks about those kinds of jokes that they're so fucking easy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're, just, they're that's everywhere. That's how they end up in every fucking show, yeah. Can't throw a rock without hitting a fucking Nazi reference, <laughs> goddammit. Indeed. Or hitting a Nazi, I don't know. Oh, oh yeah. no. Indeed, Come on, DJ. Come here. <laughs> You're gonna hit your ass with a rock. Hey, hey, Come hey, 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 Yes, it does, no, because Ken Levine is one of my fucking muses. So he says that the next game he's working on isn't Bioshock, but features some weird shit. And that hurts. Well, <laughs> Moe, well, well, well you mentioned he was going to leave Bioshock way back with uh, Infinite, so that's not really it surprising. It hurts, DJ. By the it way, hurts. By the way, this this article mentions a like, tiny bit about his game, and that's basically about Bioshock, though. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Like, our favorite <laughs> game, like, fuck, I don't DJ hurts. Shut up! <laughs> you had you had years to heal, man. Now it's <laughs> literally been six years since it broke. <laughs> I've gotten over debts quicker. Yeah, because right. <laughs> there's no hope of them coming back. There's a chance that Bioshock could return, right? No, it is returning. Shut there's not up. a chance. It's confirmed <laughs> exactly. already, you dumbass. I know, exactly. but I'm just being like lashing out right now. I'm that guy at the bar that everybody's trying to hold down. <laughs> Wait, just accept it. Bioshock can't survive. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> Ask during the Gabe dirty. Lab live panel on Wednesday if he was returning to the Bioshock universe with his next game. Levine confirmed he was not. Last exactly. year, publisher 2K said that work had begun on a new entry in the Bioshock franchise at its newly announced Cloud Chamber. Stop vaping on the fucking mic, please. Uh, my cloud that's my coffee, sorry. Cloud Chamber Studios, but Levine is not involved. I think that they've announced that there's going to be a new game, but I'm working on my own thing, the writer and designer said on Wednesday. I think I sort of said what I wanted to say about it, so I wanted to do something a little different. There's Rapture. Look at that. Yeah, so, look yeah. at that. It's yeah, so beautiful. Exactly. Shut up, DJ. So, Levine closed Irrational Games, the <laughs> studio behind Bioshock and its sequel, Infinite, in 2014 to form a seller studio called Ghost Story Games. At the time, at the time he said the Take-Two-owned company initially made up of 15 would de- would be dedicated to narrative driven digital games that were highly replayable. In the six years since PC early, games. In the six years since, very little has been revealed about Ghost Story's debut project other than it features narrative Legos, which Levine has said will combine to create a player driven, highly replayable game. That is also fucking redundant. What is going on with these articles? In 2015, Levine suggested in a tweet that his project would be a first-person sci-fi game, and at EGX Resed in 2017, he revealed that the game would use a system-inspired Middle-Earth Shadows of Mordor Nemesis system. That's a good fucking system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's interesting. Okay. 
So, commenting on the project during GameLab's stream, Levine suggested the project would feature some outlandish elements. I can't really talk about the new game, but here, but there's some weird shit in it. If you don't have people saying, that sounds a little insane, you haven't gotten close enough to the edge. Well, Mustard gets told that every fucking Friday night, he's still here. What? Exactly. Because the great stuff exists on the edge of over the top and just okay... Sometimes you've got to push past the point and make something outrageous and ridiculous, then pull it back. You mean like a big fucking daddy? Like a concept when that came out, it was a goddamn giant mounted drill to a gorilla in a fucking diving suit? That's pretty insane. Indeed. I mean, come on, like really, like we're, we're all old school gamers here. Who the fuck in our wildest dreams could have thought something like this up? Uh, game wise, maybe me. <laughs> Before the LSD mustard. Oh, oh no, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> That's another. That was a whole nother life. <laughs> uh, oh shoot! I don't know American McGee. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, he's he's probably the closest thing we have to like a Levine type insanity yeah uh he added but if you don't go to the outrageous and ridiculous you never know where the boundary is that means you've got to go into the office sometimes tell people things and they're going to look at you like you're insane and then you sort of bring it back to something you can actually accomplish yeah it's nice yeah neat yeah bioshock was a shit though whole reason so the art so the the original artist and art director uh is going to be in the new bioshock too yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Jordan Thomas. Jordan Thomas, who worked across all three boxes, writer, designer, and creative director. He has fourth game in series six, original person, Unbound by the Past. Scott Sinclair, the art director of the original Bioshock and Bioshock yes. Infinite, is working on the new game, among others. So, so we yeah. got we got pretty much the two. We got the we got the crew back, bro. It's just Kevin, just be, Ken, Ken, is just being an asshole. Really, there well, you go. I mean, these are the guys that are responsible for the aesthetic, so that's going to be there. Ken okay, Lo but dude, like, okay, listen to me for a quick second here, okay? Ken Levine wrote the same story three different times. Now, there was a good story. Very, very granted. Yes, gr great you. fucking story. I know. Great story. <laughs> but, He's like, go ahead. but, go ahead. What, what if, what if Bioshock was capable of telling more than that one story? There's avenues and pathways that lead to other content creations and, like, you know, avenues of story. Right? I agree. I mean, personally, I would like to see a uh, Bioshock game where uh, <clears throat> you're in the middle of the fall of Rapture, you know, where everything starts breaking down and the Civil War happens. Um, the end of uh, 1959. Yeah, exactly. That would have been so, fucking sweet to see. Exactly. Yeah, right? The I literal mean, fall so, of Rapture. Yeah. That would have yeah, been insane. See, so you know what I mean? Time. Like, like just because we don't have this motherfucker on the project, yeah, he 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 initially made this project with all the original people, but he is not the sole benefactor that is Bioshock. Like, I I don't know, right? I mean, he was the starting point. Now it's time to evolve and move on. Well, I mean, because that's just it. With like with games like Rapture, it's very very difficult to like pin the but they but they proved that by going to infinite though rapture was not the selling point of bioshock 
Well, that's well, that's what I'm trying to say. Is that Bioshock is one of those games where it's really difficult to put everything on one person. You know what I mean? Like we can't put the entire thing on Ken because those other two guys are highly responsible for the way the world looks and the way the world mm-hmm. functions. But the story, you know, this this Ayn Rand thing that started with the first game, and then uh, the um, uh, what the hell was that? What what, what was that book? Uh, DJ. Um, Rapture? No, no, no. The Walk of the Garden. Mm. Came out in the 30s. Came out in the 30s around the same time as Asimov. Anyways, that's what the second game was based off of. Uh, And then, of course, the third one was based off of just a mixture of the two. Um, So (coughs) it's really difficult to say, you know, it's one person responsible for everything. However, Ken Levine was the spine he was the backbone so now that he's being i don't know who's replacing him but you know they have a big load to carry is all i'm trying to say maybe ken levine isn't the only person that can write a good story just saying <clears throat> no you're absolutely right I, I all i'm all i'm saying is that whoever does take over for him has some really big shoes to fill yeah but we are getting all. another one for sure and it makes me happy. Still hurts. Still hurts. Yeah. Shut up, DJ. All right, <laughs> so let's see. Um, this is from Destructoid. Oh, wow, we haven't talked about Destructoid for a long time. Um, let me get this to point where you guys can read it. So an investment group calls out EA for being addicted to giving its executive bonuses. <laughs> Gee, you think? <laughs> addicted to giving... Oh, look. Hold on. Guys, raise your hand if you're surprised. Look, there's no hands. I need the raise. I need my raise. Yeah. Can't you? I need my raise, man. I got to put my payment down on my fourth yacht. (laughs) Quick. More microtransactions. My custom built Tesla needs more. new custom built tires. More <laughs> custom DLCs. More. Does that thing have a skin yet? Uh, that's a rock. Give it a skin and charge them yeah. a dollar. Yeah, no, fifty dollars for blue. <laughs> Sir, that's still just a rock. What did I say? <laughs> but it could be a blue rock. <laughs> Be like fucking change the textures just a bit and call it a DLC. Yeah, and you know what the worst part is, is that these EA fanboys will eat it up. Like we yeah. know, like we know, like Mustard and I, you know, fucking YouTubers that if they put out anything, that they'll eat it up. They'll be like, yeah, okay, I'll spend the money just to put it on YouTube. Like, uh, uh yeah. Anyways, so Electronic Arts shareholders congregate in a month's time to vote on the publisher's future. One time in the docket, one item on the docket is a continued pay structure for EA executives. Wow, there's a group who really supports, who really hopes, goddamn, yep, (laughs) there's a group who really hopes shareholders put an end to the status quo. CTW Investment Group has filed a report with the SEC that encourages voters to vote against EA say on proposal. Ooh. Ooh, they brought in the big guns, the SEC. So they can be like, yo, can I have more money? They'd be like, eh. Mm. 
right? Sort sort of. Uh, it's more like EA is like, hey guys, <laughs> we know, we know we treat you like shit. <laughs> we we know. I mean, Gary over here is fucking DJ's wife. We know. It's it's we all know. Listen, it's horrible to work here. No, it wouldn't be. Uh, I guarantee. He's he, it's horrible to work here. But hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, guys. Bonuses. You guys want some bonuses? Huh? Will that stop you from abandoning this company? Or slashing no, your wrists me, in the me, bathtub? Let me just reattach my right. finger from the rabidness that is social media right now. Hold on. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Hold yeah. on. Wait, wait. Hold on. I'm like, I'm prepping Lucille for all of you right now. Oh, God. So, uh, <laughs> he's, he's not going to do that. He, bonuses, guys. Bonuses. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this huh? be a great bonus. Huh? $200,000 each. Yeah, yeah. How's that sound? Come on. We'll just, we'll just, we'll make a, we'll make a microtransaction somewhere. They'll buy it. Huh? Who's, who's in? Come on. Yeah. Like, that's what it's fucking like. <laughs> so, okay. So the reasoning mainly hinges on the exorbitant bonuses that EA no, ends up lashing. Why did they make, make the example of me having someone bone my wife? What the fuck? That's scary. So CTW argues that EA is <laughs> I'll kill Gary. Serial creditor. And my wife. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't ask your wife. Just ask Gary. <laughs> and going as far as to say EA appears to be developing a special ward uh, grant addiction. In the report, CTW mentions that uh, Blake Jorgensen and CTO Kenneth Moss both received <laughs> overlapping equity bonuses. But what but, the but, fuck? Addiction. Addiction. Well, he o- overlapping equity bonuses that triggered a second award before its first awards performance period had even concluded. Uh-oh. Shit, I was making a joke. I think I was actually a lot closer to the mark than I realized. Uh oh. no, this is just the execs paying themselves. CTW yeah. calls out the fact that there's no good reason for executive pay Dude, for performance COO, structures. CFO, and CTO, those are not people yeah. that sweat. Those are fucking, those are executives, dude. Those guys could literally pay themselves. Uh, the redundant many executives, including the ones at EA, are heavily compensated in company stock options. If they succeed at their jobs and help grow the company, the stock appreciates. For their pay for pay... Their pay-for performance is already baked into the organization's stock price. Heaping bonuses of more equity on top of it is all unnecessary. Okay. Now, okay, you know what? I was wondering why that was the case, but now it's starting to make sense why EA is is bringing back some of their uh, other franchises, like Skate. Yeah. You know, this makes it okay. Yeah, I was like, what? Like, why? Why are you bringing back like games like Skate? You know, now, like, why I could now? Just picture, I could just picture like yeah. the COO and the CFO and the CTO just sitting at a fucking table with the IRS. They just and they, they, the room is just fucking silent. And the IRS just open. Just well, you gonna <clears throat> explain? Uh, Gary, Gary, Gary was CEO. fucking DJ's wife. <laughs> we, we needed bonuses for that year. Okay, like it's it's a thing. Yes, like you guys. The key word there Krabs. is blood. Because I killed Gary. <laughs> fucking, I like money. Yeah, money, <laughs> money. I ate the heart of Gary. <laughs> oh God! All right, man. <laughs> Like we neither can confirm or deny. But still, that. like, <laughs> it, come on, like seriously, see it, it like, like money. 
<laughs> the IRS like it literally has to sit down with these idiots and be like, you guys, you guys can't be doing this shit. Well, that's what that's yeah. like this this investment group <clears throat> called in the SEC. Yeah, like this is really really bad. Yeah, this is the Securities and Exchange Commission. For anybody who doesn't know, this is bad. This is like they are literally reporting these motherfuckers to the IRS. Like they're they're giving they're giving them the Al Capone. You know what I mean? Like we can't bust them any other way, so we're just gonna nail them to the wall. Could bust them? Freaking uh, vote them out. Just that. No, this is this is prison. I mean, this this is straight up embezzlement. Like, what the fuck? This is essentially embezzlement. Yeah, but that explains it now. So we're probably going to see more franchises from EA and NASA. I mean, I was wondering about that. It's like, you let these franchises go, but now you're bringing them back. This explains it. Like, hey, skate's doing well. You know, bonuses, bonuses. We're gonna be making a new uh, Call of Duty, but it's gonna be uh, ours own version. So, well, it's Battlefield, so. not Battlefield. This okay, is... Medal of Honor. <laughs> this is Medal bad. of Battlefield. Oh, Jesus. On, on the duty. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Med- Medal of Battlefield Modern Duty Edition. Modern, <laughs> Modern War Duty. <laughs> All right, are, we, are we getting sued? Are we getting sued yet? No? 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 Okay, make another one. <laughs> Modern Battlefield of Honor, <laughs> Call of Call of, Call of Field Five. God, Call of Field Five. Call of Field. Modern Battle. Modern Battle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> oh dang! He really got him there. Call, call of Field Five. <laughs> this one dude, one dude, way in the back of that meeting, going, "This is fucking illegal." <laughs> We're all like, "No, what is this? Like, did you pay attention?" Hey, what are you doing, man? Just, I was cleaning my desk out for we get raided. This is not illegal. Like, I'm sorry, you not paying attention to the title? Leaving my inbox Call. open for the subpoena. <laughs> Call of Field Modern Battle. That's it. Then, like, that's, going, that's going in the title. Warfare. That's going in the title of the episode. I gotta write this down. Hold on. <laughs> okay, Call of Field Modern Battle, man. Call, <laughs> Call of Field Five Modern Battle. Field. I'm writing this down. I'm not fucking around. Field five. Modern Battle. Five. <laughs> it's the fifth Come edition. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the fifth, it's the fifth installment. I can't do it. I can't do it. What, wait, what happened to one through four? Oh, that's the beauty of it. It's so intense, it skipped over the other four. Uh, so what happened to on one PC. through four? They're DLCs. <laughs> How can a prequel be DLC? Like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, we're EA. We find a way. <laughs> Yeah, that's it right there. We're yeah, that's EA. the model right there. Exactly what we're we EA, do. we find a way. Yeah, it's what we Damn do. It, man. <laughs> cleaning up my desk. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Oh my god.
It reminds me of Call of Duty uh, one, so. Speaking Ugh. of Call of Field, <laughs> Modern Battle, <laughs> the uh, Twitter reacts to the latest ban wave of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's on a banning spree where several people are receiving permanent bans. Most of these cases report their innocence, but it doesn't seem to actually add up. And this is funny because recently, really recently, Mustard and I have been in four, five, six lobbies, at the minimum six lobbies, where we've encountered cheaters. Yeah. <sighs> yep. And they are not fucking around. There's no, um, there's no appeal to this. So this guy uh, says, same here, asked him on Twitter and got this beautiful chat with the support. Uh, we're fucked, I guess. They're dividing the community, actually, so we look like cheaters crying to get their accounts back. We played Activision. You're doing sh a shit job. And uh, another guy agrees. Welcome to the party. So I want to kind of click on this. Hold on. We're, we're taking a look at the, the, the exchange. Uh, he says, is it a joke? Tons of people are getting banned for no reason. And you can see it with a simple Google search. If I can't get unbanned for something I didn't do two weeks playing the game, uh, can I get a refund? Uh, or is it something that's impossible to do? If I was cheating, I'd have way better stats in the game. That's not true. Same goes for mm -hmm. everyone that got banned tonight without any reasons too. That's also not true. Taking a quick look on the internet, you can see tons of conversations about the fact accounts are getting banned. And no help are given because people would buy the game one more time on a different account. And this is Activision's response. All the info I can provide is in the previous link. As stated, all bans are final and not subject to appeal, following a live investigation by a member of the enforcement team. If I can help you with anything else, please let me know. So, yeah, they're, they're not fucking around. And uh, this guy is trying to play uh, like like the community representative, saying, "I can't even get the reason I'm getting banned for, and it will be the same for hundreds of people. We can't even know if what you're doing is legit. It's pure joke. Uh, I can't even know why I'm getting perma banned. Not even a week banned. No, no, a damn perma ban for no apparent reason. Yada yada yada. <clears throat> so he says, um." Damn, that's that he, tough. That he's, that he's part of the band, yeah. That's fucking tough, man. Well, don't fucking cheat. Uh, well, the hackers are still uh, you know, laughing to the bank. I don't know. If, if you get it reported enough times, they will ban you. Well, I mean, like, being reported is one thing. Like, being reported does not does not result in a ban, because you've been reported. I've been reported. Uh, um... Back in the we've fucking day, we've been suspended for weeks on other games, though. Yeah, like we've been suspended. When we've we never been permanent. Anything wrong? Like we don't do anything wrong. No, we just bully, bully, bully people. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like we play the game. <laughs> yeah, but that's again due to people reporting us being shame. kind of like assholes. For shame. Well, DJ's been banned for a weekend because of like a couple of times he went nuts on block way back in the day. Um. It's just, you know, they keep saying that uh, there are thousands of people that have not done anything wrong, uh, but I'm sorry, dude. Like, if, if, you've got, if you've gotten banned, there's two major reasons. 
either you were caught doing something fucking shady or you need to help change the atmosphere of gaming where people report you because you're just playing too good. Or you're toxic in the chat. Or you're a toxic motherfucker. That's another one. Yeah, you could like you could say the uh, N word in like chat and get all sorts of fucked up and banned and stuff. Yeah. So, or like voice chat too. There's abusive voice chat reporting yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's there's a there's there's a reason you got banned. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, there were marks on your account for a reason. Yeah, they're, they're, you're not innocent. <clears throat> you're you're not some fucking you know. I just play the game to have fun, guys. Oh, I don't understand. Wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna check my. When did this happen? Uh, <laughs> this was a couple of days ago. Yeah, I'm just gonna check mine real quick. Mode. Yeah, better real, check your account. Just, just real quick. I'm just, just real, real quick. <laughs> He's paranoid. <laughs> real real quick. Uh, we're gonna dead that and move on while Mustard discovers something horrifying. So we have a couple of new trailers to go. Oh. <laughs> Okay. Sorry. Sorry. We have a couple of new trailers to go over. You want to cough again while in the middle of that one? Rona! <laughs> we got the Rona, you dumbass. Uh, one of them is that the Umbrella Academy has finally released an official trailer. Uh, other than just the cast and crew dancing. So uh, we're going to take a look at this and uh, just talk about it. So Because I'm really excited and I know you guys are too. Who's there? Yes. Hello. <laughs> oh, okay, we're good, we're good. November 25th, 1963. And where am I now? Dallas, 10 days earlier. I need to find my family. What, Ben's alive? First off, I want to say we brought the end of the world back here with us. Oh my God, again? My cult is going to be so pissed. I told him we had until 2019. We have until Monday. Everything in our new life is connected from the plot to assassinate the president. That can't be a coincidence. None of us are supposed to be here, right? We know something changes the timeline. I have to make it right again. Before everyone and everything we know is dead. Who are those guys? What is that, Stormtrooper Aim? Essentially. Oh, look, dude, this is the guy with a goldfish for a head. What is that, like a wingman? You don't know anything about I know me. everything. You are an open book written for very dumb children. <laughs> Klaus, it's been here? No, unfortunately, ghosts can't time travel. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, that's gonna be a killer shot. 
quick rundown. Luther, super strength. Klaus can commune with the dead. Allison can rumor anyone to do anything. Except she never uses it. I heard a rumor. You punched yourself you in the face. Yeah. Damn it. God damn, that looks cool. I'm so excited. When does it come out? July. Uh, the end of July. July 31st. Fuck, that looks cool, man. That looks cool. I am so fucking in. What about you guys? I mean, come on, really? I'm the only one fanboying over I here? mean, no, I'm. Uh, you literally heard me. Like, I'm excited. I literally just said I'm so excited. Oh, I didn't hear you. I never watched it. Well, I never watched the show, so, you know, I, I got no opinion. All right, we're looking for a new co-host, guys, so if you know anybody that's Legit. available on Sundays. What, what, what the heck? What do you mean? Can I haven't watched this show? What the? Yes. You don't watch anything. That's, you know, besides, you know, the animes from 2002. <laughs> but I'm not touching that one. I want to, but I'm not touching that one. That, that's your that's your homework, brother. Go watch, go watch oh, your brother, Kennedy. Did you did you listen to the Strokes album? Yes, I listened to the Strokes album. Good. That's what we're going to talk about in a little while. We also have a really cool teaser trailer again for The Boys season two. Oh yeah! Uh, and for those of you who haven't seen The Boys, go fucking watch it. It's an Amazon exclusive. Everybody's got Amazon Prime. It's 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 fucking mind blowing. It's like literally the dirty seedy underside of superheroes. Like if superheroes were real and had real wants and desires, this is what it would look like. Yeah. Like this yeah. is the most American version of soups we're ever gonna get in Homelander. So <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's true. I mean Marvel kinda ha- kinda touches on that aspect, but but uh, the boys nah. The boys doesn't like they don't pull no punches. It's like if you have this power, it'll, it'll obviously go to your head. And guess what? Yeah, yeah. Are you an asshole? Minimum. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a uh, it's not for the lighthearted. I'm gonna say that much. It's it's really gory. It's fucked up. There's a lot of nudity, a lot of male nudity. It is awesome. <laughs> so, let's take a look at the season two trailer. Federal authorities have initiated a multi-state manhunt for William Butcher. Yep. If anyone spots William Butcher or any of his known associates, Marvin Mill, Q Campbell, or this man, please call one eight 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 zero. They still don't even know his fucking name. The world still needs superheroes. That's Homelanders. So let's get out there. Let's take these cocksuckers down. We are famous now. Don't you worry. Daddy's home. I know we've been through some shit together. But this is a fucking mess. We're the most wanted lads in the country. So what's your big plan? You'll 
Oh, <laughs> okay, that was nasty. Man, you twats lucky that I showed up. Nice. Oh man, it's all the way in September. Damn it. Still awesome though. Still fucking. Wait, was that John awesome. Krasinski? Yeah. He's in this one. Uh, wait, John Krasinski office. Yeah. I don't know. I actually go 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 for it. Go for it. Go for it. The last like five, the last like frames, few frames of the thing. Last few frames. All on, all on. It's just we'll just go to fucking IMDb. <laughs> uh, ah, you fuck. I I don't know if it's John Krasinski. Yeah, Simon Pegg is in it. Uh, and Cusack, a lot of like famous people are in it. Uh, Billy Zane, <laughs> I guess, stars as himself. Um, and of course, fucking Carl Urban leading the goddamn way, who's been in so many comic book movies. It's kind of hard to pin them all. <laughs> um, He's an amazing actor, though. He is. He's wonderful. And like when he has that, uh, <laughs> excuse me. When he has that, uh, <laughs> his accent, like, fully displayed, it's fucking hilarious. So, um, I don't know, what do you guys think? Are you excited for that? Because I know the f I know I am. I've, n I've never seen the first one, so uh, I'm not, but, uh... I'm yeah. looking for two uh, new co-hosts, uh, let you guys look, know if applications application is going to be open. <laughs> yeah, right, you need me. Shut up. Fucking pricks here. Can't get him to watch good movies or TV. Jesus Christ. Okay, guys, because I haven't seen one fucking show, and I didn't want to watch your Fever Dream anime. Is that, <laughs> that what this is about? Is that what Welcome this is about? Welcome to my world. A little Oscar. bit. little bit. Not going to lie. <sighs> Fuck! Seriously, you, know, <laughs> you know, if you don't watch what he want to watch. Fly you Megalodon, bro. Fuck. Seriously. Hey, hey, you don't fuck flying Megalodons. Flying Megalodons, fuck you, pal. No, fuck your <laughs> Megalodons, bro. I ain't, I ain't got none. You ain't catching me dead with one of them bitches. <laughs> Anyways. Cut the... <laughs> uh, so there's a Wolfman reboot happening, apparently, with Ryan Gosling. Uh, with Invisible Man director Lee Wanell. The new one or the old one? Uh, new one. Uh, and I, I like the new one. We like the new one, right? No. No, you didn't like it. I, I liked it. Dumb as hell, bro. The whole concept DJ, is DJ, stupid. DJ, did you see? Did you see the Invisible Man? The new one? Uh, no. Oh. But I pretty much, I pretty much like read just read the spoilers, and it's pretty much what it was. What I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, like I, I have gripes. I mean, the thing is, is that. Oh wait, I mean, can we spoil anything? Oh yeah, I've been one six weeks. <clears throat> okay, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that. Cause like, I mean, yeah. I like the I like the trailers, but I just thought something just kept me from watching it. And when I read the spoilers, I was like, yeah. But the thing is, it would have been great if there was like no even like no hands like this was like, a husband or. Or like nothing like that. Like this is just like pure as like uh, her and like some kind of invisible force that's literally stalking her. Yeah. You know, we had no indication. We, we uh, if uh, it was uh, actually supernatural, that would have been way cool, right? Yeah, perhaps you know, something like that. You know, but it's like 
you already got hidden at the beginning, and it's like, oh, God dang it, you know? No, yeah, then, and then like I said, he turns into a fucking super kung fu fucking master in the middle of a hallway of a hotel, I mean, in the hospital, around a bunch of cops that are trying to shoot him when they can clearly see him. There's like six of them, and he just takes them all out, but you're doing fucking jujitsu and shit, like. I mean, like, I, mean, I, I, I agreed on that point. It's stupid, but it serves a purpose. And he's uh, supposed to be like this tech nerd, dude, and all of a sudden he knows fucking karate. Like, no, bro, well, no. He, he, he was a tech nerd and a gym rat, and you know, he was, <coughs> he was just an all-around piece of shit. Okay, in, we in know gym happened. rats don't know how to fight. Like, not all the time. Like, just not, just not because you're a gym rat doesn't yeah. mean you know how to fight. Uh, but in the end, like, I, I, I'm grateful it wasn't <coughs> supernatural. Just so I'm grateful the original Invisible Man wasn't supernatural. Because if it was supernatural. Then it takes away all the maliciousness. Then it just becomes, uh, you know, what the fuck, a uh, uh, paranormal activity. Well, it, no, it, because he could have died and then still haunted her, and it would have been cool, right? Or could at least more, be more, it'd be more of like at least a psychological. It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be supernatural, yeah. but don't give hints of, you know, she knows this person or, you know, fucking it, literally. Hey, that's it's the guy in the suit. <laughs> that's uh yeah exactly and, and that's the problem because because the original build up is like, it's gonna be like a like a true psychological horror film it's like you know is she crazy or is there's really someone there i mean it doesn't have to be supernatural to have that effect just a, but... just a regular guy to suit yeah no that's it <laughs> it's like no man i'm sorry dude like <laughs> i mean if you like it that's great but i'm sorry yeah. that killed it for me it stupid i th I, I, I think stupid. you guys are trying to put way too much weight on the original concept of the invisible man. Well, just it, it like was... with a remake, you're supposed to like give your own take on it, right? I mean, the thing is the invisible man. Right. Truth be told, in the grand scheme of things, it's not really that scary once you know what it is. Granted, you know, what, that, the is. horror comes from not being able to see what's the same. Exactly, you. not knowing what the hell he is, or or, or uh, you know, or get uh, what, what the fuck's going on, or what, what the hell is he want, or she wants, you know, whatever. But they 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 killed that in the beginning. It just kills that momentum. It's like, yeah, fuck this shit. I mean, the only Invisible Man movie I liked was uh, I mean, I like others, but like my favorite was the one with was the Memoirs of the Invisible Man. Uh, memoir, what in the seventies? Uh, I think it was late eighties, early nineties. It was like it's like a guy who turns invisible. He's just trying to become visible again and shit like that. It's just trying to like, oh shit, I'm in this predicament. I need fucking help. Well, I mean, there was, there was and then the nobody with... believes me. That's kind of the whole psychological thing. Is like nobody well, fucking believes me. There, there was right? one. Uh, there was one in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Then there was also the Invisible Man that starred uh, Kevin Bacon. So yeah, there's I mean, been a couple of installments. There's been a lot of iterations of it, and honestly. Oh yeah, they, they always memory? they always kind of end up in a weird way comical, and you know differing greatly from the original uh, concept of the Invisible Man was a guy who's literally gone insane with power, and that's yeah, honestly weird. what it was. And oh yeah, it's true. I mean, I can accept the Kevin Bacon one because you know you see him you see him happen and you see this. His situation is like this was this was cool. I can't, but I can't change back. I'm I'm literally I going I fucking insane. I like the insane. Kevin Bacon one. I did. I like that. Yeah, one. you know, I was like, you can see that because because from the Invisible Man's point of view, it's like, oh shit, I can't even fucking sleep because my eyelids are fucking invisible. Yeah, transparent. Yeah, I forgot about that. You know, it's like you like you see him like literally go insane over this, and it's and it's understandable. That's why I, I can accept that version. 
Like, the, yeah, there's there's a psychological element to the idea behind it, and they brought they brought the absurdity of the Invisible Man into modern science, and I really and that's why I really appreciated it. And that's why it's stuck in my memory. However, this uh, this new one, I still liked it. I still liked the serial killer vibe. I still liked how well, like really, really how well the the camera work was put together. Like like using that real estate, like before like the actual interaction between uh the, you know the guy and the wife before the interaction they use that real estate so fucking well, like even mustard agreed on that. Like we we may not agree on like the overall movie, but them using the real estate that that uh, that they put into the shots, like like she's on one corner of the room, and so they have this wider shot. Of oh the yeah, room. those and, shots fucking suck, dude. dude. Oh god, and you just hear the fucking ambient shuffling and the. <sighs> it gets under your fucking skin. Granted, the rest of it might have been trash, and you know, like there's there's issues with the fucking movie. Of course, there's gonna be issues with the fucking movie, but man, those 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 moments before anything really happens, oh, they get under your skin. The moments where you don't really know what's going on. Yeah, dude. Oh, it gets under your skin. And it gets under your skin so quickly. Like, before you know it, you're like, oh, God, she's not alone. Oh, hey, God, hey, I'm not hey, alone. Hey, hey ho. Fucking. <laughs> hey, ho. Like when he steps on the sheet, you're just like, holy shit. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. That, like, I oh would have ripped God. that motherfucker. Like, ripped that. <laughs> Watch it. Fucking hurt a thunk. Oh, get, get on top of his ass. Start. <laughs> You're going down, ghost. <laughs> Shit, fuck his ass up, dude. If I saw that, yeet. <laughs> dude, you imagine trying to do a judo move on this on, dude, on that freaking dude, guy, dude, and it's tell like, me oh, you that's my joke. Do that. No, you're right. You're, you're like, like you, you feel the I... tension. You yeah. feel the weight. Like That's somebody there. I'm fucking yanking it, dude. <laughs> They're getting a Lucille swung at them, you know? <laughs> you know? Like, but yes, DJ, I can't, I can't imagine doing jujitsu in a fucking ghost because Mustard's rules apply. If you yep. can touch me, I can touch you. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Either way, really, DJ, you should watch it. Uh, there, there are some really, really good parts. Parts you can't get through just watching through like a spoilers video. There's, there's some really, really good shots in it. Uh, yeah. Before anything really happens is kind of like where the best parts of the movie are. And even when shit starts happening, like you're clued in, and that makes it even kind of worse. Like with the best friend in the restaurant mustard. Oh God, fucking damn it, dude! That that fucked me up. Yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd say I'd say the worst, the, like the the part where I was like, oh man, was the hospital scene. Definitely. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's the that was the uncanny valley. Like it hit the uncanny valley there, but almost every other part of the movie is really fucking good. Like we can agree yeah. on that. Like, like, just like that one scene kind of fucked it all, but at the same fucking time, like it was so good. Like the rest of it was just so good. And once you get clued in, and you still realize that she's kind of helpless, 
it kind of adds to it. You're kind of sitting here going, oh, God, is he around? Oh, God, did she escape? Did she actually escape? Oh, God, she did it! <laughs> Anyways, uh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, so... So, Lee Whannell has been asked uh, to reboot The Wolfman. And we I think we just... Oh, we spent too much, too much time on that. That's all right. Uh, Deadline reports that Lee Whannell will direct Ryan Gosling in The Wolfman. Whannell has also written treatments for uh, the movies based on their own original ideas. It is inspired by the, by the uh, uh, original Universal classic Monsters, which uh, fucking Mustard really loves, so... I do. So that's going to be interesting that they found their uh, their kind of like their go-to person. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Well, and Gosling have wanted to work together for some time, but the director originally demurred when first offered The Wolfman. Um, yada, yada, yada. And here's the thing. We're going to talk about uh, <clears throat> DJ's favorite subject. Universal's hopes for a shared dark universe of its classic monsters fizzled out during the massive failure of 2017's The Mummy. The studio then tried to hand their, uh, uh, a low-budget approach with 2020's Invisible Man, which proved a critical and commercial winner. I mean, it's gotten praise for me and Mustard, and that's really hard to do, especially with uh, names. Um, ultimately did not like it, had good moments. Had not really, really good crazy. moments, yeah. Uh, the studio had previously remade The Wolfman, which was what I was about to mention, as a period piece in 2010, Starring Benicio del Toro, Emily Blunt, Anthony Hopkins, and Hugo Weaving, and that, that was a really bad was, movie. Though. That was garbage. It, it was, was a really bad fucking garbage. Movie. I remember man. that movie. It was bad. <laughs> yeah, nobody wanted to work on it, and it was fucking obvious. <laughs> Jesus, fucking Emily Blunt for Christ's sake. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, let's take a look at this because <laughs> the, everything just keeps getting pushed back. And I don't understand why they don't just do it digital. Like, at this point, you guys are just fucking yourselves. So Halloween Kills and it's pushed to 2021. Candyman and the Forever and the, the Forever Purge? The fuck? The Forever, forever Purge. Purge. There's, there should be a comma. <laughs> there should be a comma no, here. Or, or maybe the purge forever. No, no. The forever I don't know. Purge, it's the forever purge. I don't know. Uh, the guys the pointless discussions are going to love that. Uh, have been postponed. Um, Universal has announced Wednesday that it postpones four of their major horror releases due to the ongoing uh, Modelo virus. Halloween Kills, which was supposed to have opened uh, October 16, 2020, has been pushed back an entire year to 2021. Jesus. Likewise, its sequel, Halloween Ends, has been pushed from 2021 to 2022. And also in October. Uh, both follow-up hil- are films to the follow-up hit, 2018, uh, which itself was a direct sequel to the 1978... Hey, there it is! It's a direct sequel. Finally settled that. <laughs> to the Carpenter classic. Wait, wait. wait. Shut up, DJ. I and mean, sees the star, uh, uh, Jamie Lee that. Curtis, you, uh, return. No, I know I didn't. Yes, you did, you son of a bitch. No, no, uh, no, you. Motherfucker. Shut Anyways. up, DJ. <laughs> no. Uh, so it says here, the Jordan Peele produced Nia DaCosta directed Candyman will now take the place of Halloween Kills, uh, shifting from September 25th to October 2020. And finally, The Purge Forever 
has a new wide release of Friday, July 9th, 2021. Hmm. Honestly, the only one I'm really curious about is Candyman. Similar. Although, uh... You are cutting out big time. You need to get closer to your mic. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> so, what? What are you guys excited on, on any of these? Mm, no, uh, 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 probably Candyman. I mean, the Forever Purge. Well, I guess I'm curious <laughs> just for the name alone. <laughs> to be Forever honest, Purge, I tend not to get my hopes up for horror movies because they usually end up being flops. So, yeah. I'm curious no. about Candyman. I, I really am. I want to see where they take this, but the rest of it, eh. especially the Forever Purge. Like I fucking hate those movies as it is. Like no thanks. So we're just gonna move on. The fuck? Tom Cruise got a stress it on his nose from filming Big Mission Impossible Two scene. Uh. This was big news. Apparently, made a whole Basically, article on it. There's like child, there's like child trafficking going on on like furniture websites in the U.S. United States, and we're really that's already been disproved. A, a fucking zit. Uh, yeah, it's already been that's already been debunked, man. I mean, kind of like we don't know, like we don't really know, dude. Like literally, like really, for all we know, no, they want to talk about the happening. huge zit he had. That's Anyways. not news. Like, like people have shit <laughs> upset all the time. Oh but my it's god, big, it's a talk. But it's a big article, yet. man. So it must be big news. No, fuck that. DJ, DJ just stupid. takes the first five articles on the front page, just sends them in, dude. That's all he does. Oh dang, right, man. Dude, yeah, big was, zit, baby. We're just gonna fucking. Oh, Tom Cruise had a zit while filming Mission Impossible Two, fucking twenty years ago. Yeah, now yeah. A, a twenty a twenty paragraph article. Hey, next thing he's gonna tell us is that you know uh, uh, Groucho Marx's mustache was painted on. Let's find it. I, are you are you serious? <laughs> yeah. All right, looking for new co-hosts. So let's see. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth is gonna get even bigger in muscle in mus muscles muscles muscle muscles. God damn it! What is your fucking problem? I drooled over Chris Hemsworth. Already. <laughs> you can look for new co-hosts. Yeah, this fuck this. I kind of I, I drooled. Okay, a well, bit. VTN is now gonna be shutting down. <laughs> Close it up, shop, everybody. <laughs> Can't help it, dude. He's beautiful. Fucking yeah, Thor, yeah. Uh, as impressive as Hemsworth is, uh, most of the MCU fans haven't seen anything yet. According to Hemsworth himself, he's planning on bulking up even more than before as he prepares to play the role of, uh, Terry Hulk Hogan. Hemsworth discusses, discussed his upcoming role in becoming Hogan, uh, with a biopic, what the fuck that is really badly written. Um... He described it as insanely physical. This movie is going to be a really fun project, as you can imagine. The preparation for the role would be insane. Why is everything redundant today? I will have to put on more size than I ever had before, even more than I had to put on for Thor. Uh, there is the accent as well as the physicality and the attitude. Well, oh, yeah, like, he, like he doesn't have that down already, this fucking guy. Oh, but, not, but does he have 24-inch pythons? Uh, he's gonna get there. I'd imagine. Yeah, there you sure go. He has a nine-inch one. Uh-uh. We need twenty-four-inch <laughs> man. I have, I have zero doubt about that nine-inch python. Yeah, 
Yeah, Holiday Portman's going to be a very, very, very lucky lady soon. <laughs> uh, so he says, I will also... Lucky or unlucky? I don't I know, know, man. I don't know. She's going to hit the... <laughs> Hit the diaphragm, know what I mean? I'll also no, do a deep dive into the rabbit no, hole. No, no, that, world. No, 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 that <laughs> diaphragm is going to explode, I'm telling you. There's going to be a little him. Hemsworth previously teased the project back in April, <laughs> saying that he aims to show fans a very different side of the pro wrestling scene. Um, <laughs> What? Could you imagine Hemsworth cutting a Hulk Hogan promo on the diaphragm? Let me tell you something, brother. You think you can protect yourself? Well, he's doing with what to Hulk Hogan's diaphragm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. This has been a terrible episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Man, you know, when we started this... We started this episode with that intro, and now we're at this it's, point. It's just gone downhill. It's all gone downhill. <laughs> Is Chris Hemsworth playing Chris Benoit? No, he's still alive. Oh, oh. What? Uh, yeah, he's in denial, so. Yeah, uh, shut up. I mean, we got some wrestling stills and stuff like that, and that's pretty cool, Lesnar. Apparently, there's a there's a lot of bullshit coming out about Lesnar, like being a pervert backstage, like in the two thousand threes and fours. And yeah, uh, I heard the uh, the rumors about that as well. I mean, they, they might be true, but the thing is, is that if he is, I don't know. He's been like, who, I don't know. Who I mean, but who's going to confront him? That's about what, it? like that's what the common theme is. Who's going to kick his ass? <laughs> 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 like, like you're, you're you're a pervert. Yeah, and uh, that's it. Please don't eat me. <laughs> you're a pervert. Yeah, and I thought I'd let you know. I'm leaving. <laughs> you're already in your car. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's also there's also a lot of people that are saying, you know, while it's not acceptable or dismissible you are talking about a time in wrestling uh where that kind of thing like hazing people was really prevalent you know what i mean like like people just being general pieces of shit to each other backstage was a big fucking thing uh so oh yeah like shoot like you think it's bad now you should have been there back in the uh, 80s and then the 90s i mean yeah i mean and (sighs) Yeah, like, yeah, you people have no idea. Like, you think that shocks you? Shoot. I mean, people, like, uh, gave gave uh, the late Macho Man Randy Savage flack for locking a Miss Elizabeth in the locker room, you know, you know, during backstage. But I'm sorry. Like, I completely understand. Like, people don't really understand how bad it was. No. You know, uh, backstage in the 80s, especially, like, when you have, like, uh, you know, good-looking, you know, muscular men who ha- who uh, who are away from their wives and they're on the road for months at a time. <clears throat> and yeah, they go back man. home and then turn into Chris Benoit. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> again. Dude. Again? Yeah, well, Left well, hooks <laughs> everywhere, bro. You got to watch out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Oh, my gosh. D- dude. That was, that was, that was bad. Uh, uh, what? No proper dead. Uh, no proper dead. Uh, sound bite? show. No, I'm, I'm getting to it. Well, well but you yes. know, uh, just the idea, right? Like, like, is uh, beyond the mat. 
kind of fucked all of wrestling over. If for both the good and the bad. I mean, I'm not going to deny the good that it brought light to a lot of situations that were happening in wrestling. And it did help a lot of people get out from uh, really bullshit legal contracts that were happening at the time. But at the same fucking time... It exposed the business, and, this, and therefore the business suffers as a whole, even to this day. It's a slow decline because everyone knows everything. Yeah, like the mystery was gone. You know, mystery... like, like for example, like uh, like with Shawn Michaels put uh, Marty Jannetty through that you know that weak ass uh, glass window, and Marty Jannetty disappeared for weeks. You could believe it back then because you know a head through the glass. Nowadays, yeah. we know it's fake, so it's like you know why is he gone for so long? It won't just be on the mat. It's like also uh, also uh, other show, uh, other uh, program, uh, other uh, federations like uh, ECW, where holy crap! Yeah, but ECW was kind of aiming for that, the, uh, that exactly extremism. Like, exactly, but they're, they're trying to make that extremism to the mainstream. Like they, there was always those type of uh, those type of federations, but you bring it to the mainstream to a wider audience. It makes it like less believable to everybody else. It's like, oh, why is this guy hurt at ECW? You know, this guy like jumped off like a, the scaffolding or something like that. Like he did a shooting star press off a skyscraper. You know, <clears throat> so why are you hurt? <laughs> yeah, he did a, a, a flying star press off a skyscraper into a pool of salt and razor blades. Like it's fucking ridiculous. You know, it, like it, it, nobody also considers the fact that you know mainline wrestlers wwe wcw they work six nights a week meanwhile these motherfuckers at ecw work twice a week maybe and that's maybe and if i'm wrong on those numbers fine feel free to correct me anybody who's out there however the amount of work that the two federations put in were not comparable and also, ECW was was made up a lot of jobbers, you know, a lot of local people that would that they would bring in to fill in the numbers. You know, they had their stars. They had like Sandman. They had Rob Van Dam. You know what I mean? They had you know Sabu, all of the all of the typical guys that were there. Wait, and then they would fill in. Huh? Are you ranting again? No, we're just talking about how Beyond the Mat and several other like expose programs kind of fucked uh wrestling yeah well that people wonder why wrestling is so pg now it's like uh y'all made oh y'all made it like that <laughs> you know yeah yeah i mean it, 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 it sucks you know it's terrible like you know, other movies like the wrestler you know but then again uh, with but Mickey you kind of do, do like it just really depends on what light you see it in because like you do have some inappropriate things that were going on, like on live television, like Vince McMahon, like saying the n-word openly, like that was not cool. That, 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 oh yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. Booker that T. should not have happened, dude. That should that not was, have fucking that happened. Was, that was funny. That um, was funny. Funny? If, wait, wait. Doesn't mean okay. No, you're wait, right. Wait, wait, no, it's okay if Booker T was okay with it. That's what he said it to because he said. Well, but, uh, okay. no, you can say it. You no. can say it. Like you can say it. Dude. You're allowed to. It was like it's like, hey, my nigga, and, and like Booker T's like, tell me he did, he did not just say that. <laughs> and of course, we know behind the scenes, yeah, he was okay with it. Like he didn't give a fuck. But still, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I mean, fucking billions of people are watching. You can't <laughs> say that on live TV, my man. I mean, yeah, I, I see Mustard's point of view as well. It, it's it's like, definitely no. A, a, a if it was lot. any other, if it was any other. <laughs> Place on any other teeth? Like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Lipstick in my <laughs> Like literally, dude. Like if it was any other place on on TV, 
That not that would not have cleared. That would not have happened at all. Sure. But since it was fucking WWE during the Attitude Area era, it was fine. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like there was there were some like things that were kind of like, dude, you really can't be fucking doing that on TV. Like you really can, but okay. Like, but I mean, know? like Well, I mean, that's just it, dude, is that during the Attitude Era, you're talking about the the, the point in time in wrestling where it was literally the DJ, most. What do you think? Before I hear this asshole's opinion, because he's just gonna try and prove me wrong. What do you think, DJ? No, no, I'm not trying to prove you wrong. I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I, I'm just saying that what I wanted to say is that you are correct. This was the most in-your-face, violent, abhorrent behavior oh, yeah. oh, on yeah. TV. Was the Attitude Era? What? Yeah. What you what you missed because you didn't grow up with it like me and DJ did was that. Everything that happened in the Attitude Era was happening in old school wrestling. It was just a lot less. Camera. A lot. No, no, no. It was happening on camera. You, DJ, back me up. Basically, what uh, basically what uh, Deadman is saying is that what you what you see now it was already happening backstage. We just brought it to the forefront. <clears throat> they just brought it to the forefront. Yeah, uh, Papa Chango. And Roddy Piper, I think it was. Roddy Piper literally oh, yeah, called dude, Papa Roddy Chango was... the N-word repeatedly on live camera during an interview. In fact, uh I, I don't I remember if it was I don't remember if it was Roddy Piper, but but another wrestler literally did back blackface in the eighties. It was Roddy Piper. It was. It, it was, was Roddy black. Piper. Yeah, yeah I, it, I remember that. Although, remember although that. the rumor was it was a uh, a rib from Andre the Giant because uh, Roddy Piper was like like was a, had uh, some uh, pain on, and uh, the thing is he couldn't take it off because uh, Andre the Giant uh, hid his uh, paint remover. Yeah. So he yeah, literally yeah. had to go out. They literally had to go out, you know, like that when he did when he really didn't mean to. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's also another thing. Like you know they rip each other like uh, like a lot. <laughs> uh, back uh, well shoot do, do it even now it's just that now it's like yeah it's that's true. I, I don't know man it's just true like I, you know like dude like they would call the cops on each other yeah, at, yeah. as practical jokes like Arn Anderson was the was the victim of like it's like a cop was like it was like you're under arrest for uh you know child molestation and like it was just, just horrible yeah dude that's, yeah. that's the time he actually stabbed uh Arn Anderson stabbed uh what's his name the announcer it vicious Sid Vicious, there you go. He stabbed Sid Vicious, or Sid. Vi they stabbed each other because one of these yeah. practical jokes went too far in the lobby of a hotel. Like, it, like, le yeah, like, like I said, dude. Like, like what you're talking about in the Attitude Era, we agree with you. It, it is horrible. It was, it was overtly violent. It was overtly sexual. It's just that it it, it had happened before when me and Jesse were growing, uh, where me and DJ were growing up, with like Jesse the Body Ventura, with like. Uh, Brutus Barber Beefcake. Remember that shit, DJ? Yeah, yeah, I remember. He would come out and literally, uh, or who was it, the, 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 the bod? He would come out and do a male stripper routine. He had a towel around his, uh, Vic. Oh, Val Venus? Val Venus, thank you. Uh, so Val Venus would come out and do a male stripper routine with a towel in the, uh, on national TV. So, like, like I, I get what you're saying that you know it's horrible, it's abhorrent, and all that other stuff. It's just that me and DJ have seen as bad, if not worse, <laughs> you know, growing up. So, but yeah, sure. no, like in in the end, in the end, though, like wrestling has suffered greatly because of things like Beyond the Mat, 
or uncovering my wrestling world. Or what, what is that? What it was called, DJ? That really underground uncovering wrestling or some shit like that. Uh, something like that. And nowadays yeah, we have was a good one. That you was know, a good one. And, yeah. And yeah. nowadays we have a a current television show called Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, you know, it's it, the Chris Benoit one, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like that's one of the episodes. Yeah, uh, like that's one of the high, highest rated ones. They did the Chris Benoit episode. They did the, the Marjo screw job mm-hmm. where uh, you know Shawn Michaels and Vince McMahon screwed Brett. They did uh, the stabbing of uh, Bruno. Uh, I forgot his name. You know that you know you know that big wild man guy. Yeah. Um, Dino Bravo being into the mob. Uh, uh Jimmy yeah. Snuka. You know how how he uh, supposedly killed his uh, allegedly killed his uh, girlfriend. Yeah, that never got oh, solved. <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah. I mean, they, they found him in the court like decades later, but he was already so far gone. It's like, no, like he's he's not he's not eligible to stand trial. He doesn't know where the hell he is. Yeah, he's not fit to stand trial. Yeah. So he also that so yeah he, he's gone. Christ, now. dude, what the fuck? That's crazy. He was, must have been crazy. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. Like if you can like watch Dark Side of the Ring, like you know that you know the series. It's like two seasons right now. Like it's amazing what was going on. Like uh, that, that, you, that we didn't know, and some of it we did. Yeah, like like, uh, so? uh, like with the with the, the whole Sid Vicious coming to WWE and Vince McMahon making him a peeping tom. Like that was so fucking dumb. And like it would have been acceptable if they had used like jobbers or actresses or whatever, but no, like Vince McMahon insisted that it'd be authentic. So he sent Sid Vicious to literally spy on the Undertaker's actual wife. No, no, it wasn't Sid Vicious. It was a uh, Diamond Dallas Page. Was it, was it DDP? It was DDP. And uh, yeah, that was just, cr- yeah, that, that, that was but really yeah, that, that was the Undertaker's real wife. And I mean, every, yeah, I mean, everybody was like, oh, she's an actress. She's an actress. And a lot of people were like, like it was funny when the when the footage debuted, and there was certain people on the broadcast that didn't know about it, and they were all looking at him like, "You just fucked up, you seriously just fucked up." Like, what did he do to her again? He took a he took a, a a camera and he was like filming her, but the thing was is that you know they he actually went to the Undertaker's house to see the Undertaker's wife. Undertaker didn't know. And a lot of other people didn't know. It was just oh, between shit. like Vince McMahon and DDP. And uh, <clears throat> was, wow. Yeah, um, I mean the thing is like and the thing is it could have been salvaged because at first they did that angle that uh, DDP did it just like, you know, I, I I want the best out of you, Undertaker, and and uh and and you give you your best when it's personal. And uh that could have possibly salvaged it. It's like, okay, fine. Like he did this to get like the best out of Undertaker, and Undertaker's like literally one of the best of all time. Okay, we get it. But there was none of then, that. Then then they started the whole doing it's like and then they started doing the whole okay, we're gonna push the uh okay, I'm getting the best out of Undertaker, and now he's just gonna become like a completely creepy stalker obsessed with Sarah and this in this whole shrine thing. And it's like, okay, no, no, yeah, no. Y- you had a chance to salvage this, now you're just doing the whole now I'm just obsessed with Sarah. I was like, oh my god, DDP, where are they doing to you? Yeah, and the thing is, is that Undertaker really hurt him during that match. It really did. It was yeah, really it was it was it was really bad, like really really bad. Uh, and what's really funny is that I, I think it was uh, I think it was the the two announcers that were like, uh, that's really Sarah. That's really Sarah. 
what have you done? <laughs> like, we, like, we know you're a big bad man. You're six foot ten. You're two hundred and sixty pounds of muscle. But you're going against the Undertaker, <laughs> who is two hundred and eighty pounds of muscle and seven feet tall. You have fucked up, sir. <laughs> like, you have fucked up. <laughs> Right. All I gotta say is I hope Vince McMahon paid him well. That's that's Dude, all I really gotta say. That, for, I just hope. Well, he was out of commission for what a month after that uh, match. I, I think so. so. Yeah, like <laughs> a month or six weeks. I can't. Remember. It, it was a chunk. He was a chunk gone because Undertaker fucking beat his ass. We might actually yeah, look that up on the post show. <laughs> So yeah, but we're so basically, basically yeah, moving on. Yeah, yeah, we're working off topic, but. Basically, pro wrestling is a messed up uh, profession. I would not join it. Yeah, so let's see. Uh, Moving on to music, though. um, Three men have been formally charged with Pop Smoke's murder. The rapper died in February, age 20. I have never heard of this guy. Yep, but apparently someone murdered him. Well, that's unfortunate. Three men have been formally charged with Pops and Mook's murder following the arrest of five, uh, of five people in connection with his death. The Los Angeles Police Department confirmed yesterday, uh, July 9th, that five arrests have been made in the murder case. LAPD detectives have arrested three adult males, two juvenile males, uh, related to the 19th <coughs> murder of uh, Bashar Jackson, a New York-based rapper known only as Pop Smoke. We'll provide further details when they become available. More details have Jesus. emerged, however, since then. According to TMZ, a 19-year-old Corey Walker and 18-year-old Keandre Rogers have been charged with murder. Uh, Jaquan Murphy, 21, has also been charged with attempted murder. Their bail has been set to $1 million each. Uh, the two other people Jesus. have been arrested are under 18, so the details of the charges uh, have not been published yet. Uh, Pop Smoke was shot and killed at age 20 in a home invasion in L.A. on uh, 19. His final mixtape, Meet the Woo 2, was released earlier that month. This month, his posthumous album, Shoot for the Stars and for the Moon, was released. Hmm. What the heck did he do? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I've never heard of the guy. I'm, I'm sorry he's gone. Like, you know, any loss of life is tragic, but yeah. So you know, I so no you know, for, the guy is. <laughs> yeah, like for you fans of Pop Smoke out there, you know, we covered it. Yeah, moving on. But yeah, no, it's it, it's it's terrible. It's a tragedy, and it's and it's a shame. But damn. Uh, so let's see. Outdoor gigs can return from this weekend. The UK government announces. A number of indoor test events will also be taking place. You know, you guys are doing so well. I don't think you should do this. <laughs> uh, outdoor <coughs> gigs and arts performances will be available or able to resume from Saturday, July 11th, providing they have limited and socially distances, uh, distant audiences. That's hard to say. Uh, in addition, a number of small indoor events will also take place in order to help plan the future of reopening venues. They include performances by the London Symphony Orchestra at St. Luke's Church, uh, London Palladium, and at Butlin's Holiday Parks. Cultural Secretary Oliver Dowden said during a televised Downing Street briefing today that the move is an important milestone for our performing artists who have been waiting patiently in the wings since March. Uh, you know what? I'd rather wait patiently than, you know, fucking die. 
Maybe. You know, just a thought there. Just a thought. You know, just putting it out there. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Let me see. Um, they, 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 <laughs> we need to get our money. And, and I mean, this is just this is just the orchestra. This is the London Symphony Orchestra. This isn't even like, uh, like like main. Uh... Wait, go back up. What? Taylor <laughs> Swift versus Kanye West. What? It's Kanye moving the fuck on from that. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see. So I think there was a stimulus passed. Interesting, though. Trying to yeah, I'm trying to find it, but it doesn't really say. Hmm. It's time to reopen the economy. So they're saying that okay, uh, the AIF having told NME. I don't know what either of those mean. That they have been unable to get reassurance that festivals will be allowed this money, fearing that they may have been left outside of the tent. Having contributed around $1.75 billion in gross value added to the UK economy annually and supporting 85,000 jobs across the country at around 92% of festival businesses were at risk of collapse and have called for government support to make it to next year without being wiped out. Hmm. Well, there you go. So that's the reason. They're about to go under, and we can't have that. Don't you worry, people. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But I'm really not, like, rushing to save the London Symphony Orchestra. (laughs) Maybe I'm just the uh, asshole in the room. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you're the asshole in the room. (laughs) Fuck. Okay, god damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. All right, so uh, Mustard has to solve with some homework, and of course, being as spazzy as we are, it kind of took a while to get it all together. So we actually listened to, and we're going to talk about, uh, The Strokes' new album, The New Abnormal. So Mustard, take it away, Bubba. Well, I mean, okay, The Strokes have had a very, like, very, uh... They've had a lot of sounds over the years. Varied? Uh, <laughs> uh, ver- uh, what, what What? fucking word am I trying to... It's like I'm having a stroke. Versatile. <laughs> ver- I have a very versatile sound, right? Like, varied. I feel like every album is a little bit different. Every album has kind of a different uh, callbacks to certain eras of music and stuff like that. But I feel like this album was a callback to their own first album. Because, like, they kind of got away from themselves as the years went on, and people kind of let them know about it. And I think this album kind of, like, brought them back to their roots a little bit more. With a new twist, obviously. So, you guys have obviously heard The Strokes before, in the early 2000s, obviously. Um, So, yeah, I wanted to hear what you guys thought of this one, because, yeah. Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? Well, take it away, DJ. (coughs) Okay, (laughs) Uh, like I said, uh, pretty good actually. You know, not bad album. I like uh, self, uh, selfless and uh, bad decisions. But you know, the one song I just can't stop freaking listening to is "Ode to the Mets." Oh yeah, yeah. I just that's my jam right now. I just <laughs> listening to it. Um, 
I mean, like, like it, it does grip you a little different. We're gonna play a little bit right now. Yeah, just... although the beginning is kind of just weird. It's like, ugh. Look at that! It's like, what the hell? Uh, what What are we doing here, guys? <laughs> you know, like, what, what, what? Like, kind of schizophrenic there. <laughs> and I don't know about you guys, but I'm listening from my audio device, so it's like hard right and hard left for me. There we go. There we go. There yeah, we go. for like a minute there, there was a guy playing a guitar right next to my skull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you deaf yet? Yeah. Don't worry, we're getting there. Do you, you like it? Do you like it? <laughs> I just picture somebody like on the guitar just looking up like, eh? Yeah, it's kind of, you hear like the first album in there? Little bit, but I'll, I'll talk about it when it's my turn. So DJ, what, what really grips you about this, man? I love it. I like the depressive, I like the, the, uh, the depressive grooviness. If that makes sense at all. Well, yeah, it kind of reminds me of like really slow jazz. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, you know, it's like sit back and listen to it, and you know, and the sadness of the song it really, it really grips me. I mean, for me, it kind of like makes me reflect on my life. <laughs> it is. It's a vibe. It's a groove. Exactly. I mean, heck with it. I mean, like I said, if you listen to it, uh, I mean, I forget Bucky Fog on uh, Ice like, immediately. Like, yeah, I'm just doing this for the next few months. <laughs> and I don't even think there's yes. actually a hook to this song. Huh? I don't even, I don't believe there's a chorus to this, is there? Really? I don't think so. No, but that the was. Song, uh, you need no damn course. <laughs> it's just, just that good. <clears throat> um, yeah. So yeah, my, my second favorite one is that selfless. I really like. Uh, like I mean, the beginning is kind of weird, but when it picks up, it really, it really hooks me. Yeah, yeah. It's a slow one. That one's a slow burn. Oh yeah, and also, uh, you know, th- uh, because of this album, I actually uh, listened to Alexander Hamilton. Oh god. We're not, I mean, we're not no, doing, no, we're not talking about I, it. No. I, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Nope. Because nope. Uh, I, was, I was like, come on, come on. Let me talk about it. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, the thing is that you know, I know if, like those of you listening uh, probably think it's pretty odd that I, how could the strokes could get you uh, <laughs> listening to the, you know, the Broadway <laughs> out in the Hamilton? Well, uh, I'll listen to the album on Spotify and with Spotify, they have those, uh, those stupid commercials. And like after uh, the Brooklyn Bridge <laughs> chorus uh, commercial pops up, and it's like, "Hey, wait, why don't you listen to Alexander Hamilton?" I'm like, "What the heck?" <laughs> <laughs> While you're you know, here, 
Right? Like, okay, uh, okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. Strokes. I will not argue with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. So in the middle of the hour, I was listening to Alexander Hamilton. It's like I ended up buying that song, and uh, I went back to the Strokes. Yeah. Nice. So the Strokes got me into that uh, that Broadway. So that's cool, bro. <laughs> right. The Strokes is just the bridge to all other forms of music genres. I mean, clearly. Yeah. That's so cool. But, uh, yeah. What about you, Edman? Which ones did you like? I, well, you, like, I, I've always had this theory, right, that every Strokes album is a love letter to a period of music. Like, their first one being a love letter to, like, the 50s, 60s, uh, Johnny Carson hour variety type, you know, groovy type stuff. And as they've progressed, they've kind of gone to like the seventies, um, the seventies, like prog rock stuff, I'll even say, and gone back to sixties jamming type stuff. Like if really I hit eighties really weird. Yeah. 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 With come uh, down machine. And then yeah, like, uh, with, yeah. uh, with the other one before that, the, well, the staircase angles. Angles. They, they hit '80s. They hit '80s pretty weird there. And it was that '80s uh, back in Prague. What like since? Yeah. So if I had to place this album, I would say that this is their '70s disco album. This is their 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 ode to that uh, little genre of super clean synth, super clean drums, and. Um, a lot of showcase vocals. You know what I mean? Like, like uh, I heard some David Bowie. I heard a lot of David Bowie in this album. Like, a lot. Like, a lot, a lot. I heard... Uh, I even heard, like, some uh, some early Ramones. I heard, I heard a lot of, like, this 70s punk. But at the same time, that was still stuck in the fucking 70s. So we have... <laughs> you know, like the synths and the and the and the pianos and these vocals and everything, and like honestly, like the 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 song that caught me off guard, and the one that I just kept going back to was "Why Are Sundays So Depressing." Huh. I'm gonna play a little bit of that. Okay, what caught you about this one? How messy it is! Like you hear the bleed through of the drums. And even the guitars are dirty. See, like I can hear the stones. Like I hear the Rolling yeah. Stones in this. Yeah, yeah, I see. You. I, yeah, I hear what you mean. Yeah, I hear it too. And I think this is where this band shines. See, and there's that Bowie right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Okay, yeah, that's Bowie.
like that. I love that, dude. I love that. It hit so right when I was listening to it. Hear that the ultra processed guitar in the left channel? Yeah, you're right. I love it. I love this. Uh, this clashing tide of two styles that just and i think this is where this band shines the most is when they have this creative flow yeah okay we can stop it now yeah i'm stopping now. i was just taking some water in <sighs> had like coffee stuck to the roof of my mouth <laughs> But yeah, like while I thought the I thought the album was great, I really do. I think the album is wonderful. I think that if you like uh, this like new age pop, like punky kind type of stuff, I think everybody should listen to this. Give it at least a shot. Um, for me, though, was not their shining moment. I think because it was like grounded in the seventies and grounded in that synth era. It was really, really like ultra processed, like that guitar I just pointed out on the left channel. And I think there were parts of it that could have been a lot more fluid had they just stuck with that dirty structure. Had they just stuck, let the let the drums bleed through, let the guitar uh, uh, ring through the chords and through the spaces. And I think it would have been sonically or you know i guess for me a little a little bit better of course it's personal opinion but uh i think it was great i really do not their best work but i do think it was great hmm. okay that's that's very fair so what about that's you very fair. yeah i i go with it i can go with that hmm all right must well <laughs> break it down uh, yeah yeah I'm, i'm hold on bro i'm trying to get the fucking words here bro Damn, bro. Damn. I, I, okay, here's the thing. I like music that I can relate to, right? Yeah. And, like, uh, I like music that, I've I've never heard lyrics in the Strokes album so clearly. Very true. Anybody else? (laughs) Very true. Yeah, Yeah, so much. So, like, yeah, I, 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 um... I don't know, man. I, I I feel like this is an ode to themselves, like their first album, because it has such like simplified ass beats, you know. But like at the same time, it's a little bit different because you do have the synth, you do have the you do have like the the weird disco beats, you do have like the the you know. I don't know. It's just it's, it's kind of like for me, it's like it's all of their work wrapped up into one. How about that? Yeah, it's. <laughs> It's it's an amalgamation of like their last three albums, yeah, and the first one put together, and a touch of their first one, yeah. So yeah, I mean that's a fair enough one, yeah. Like, and and I think you're right. Like, I think I think we can all agree that they are kind of stuck in that, 
that seventies thing, you know? They like it. They That's like they it. Like. Yeah. So I don't know. Like so, like I, I think it was um I think it was great. And I think we can all agree that, you know, everybody that listens to us should definitely check it out. And it yeah. once again is called The New Abnormal by the Strokes. Find it on YouTube and all your other popular music stoof. But it's time to wrap this bitch up. I really do like that song, though. Oh, to. Oh, to. to oh, I'm sorry. The Mets. Oh, to the Mets is awesome, but just. Uh, <laughs> just why are Sunday so depressing? Like, when I was listening to it, it just it hits so well. It just hit the brain just right. Uh, but it, it went straight. To, that I like that shit bone. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was like that shit right there. I like it. <laughs> Anyways, DJ, rev it up. Tell them about the Patreon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We're I'm here to talk about the Patreon. That is right. You can now send us the money directly at, at your leisure. At our Patreon, we use the money to help fund ourselves, but you will not get something for nothing. We will, we, we do have your back. After all, it's part of the guidelines. You know, you can't just beg for money. You have to give something back. Freaking posers. <laughs> <laughs> Freaking Patreon making us work for our money. What the? Who the hell they think they are? Patreon. We have to have a, have a serious talk about negotiating contracts. Anyway, but for now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but for now we're we're stuck with these guidelines. So I guess for you know for one dollar a month you'll get the first blood package, and with that you'll have a name of cho- a name of your choosing in the credits of every episode. But if that's not enough money for you to give us, you can go for the UAV tier, which will which will which for just three dollars a month you have the previous perk plus access to the post show that releases every Wednesday and. You will have Mustard's Music Minute, where Mustard will calmly, sensually give you his talents right into your ear. <laughs> and for $5 above, you have the airstrike tier, <laughs> which will have all the previous perks, plus access to the monthly movie roast. You'll also have your name read out loud at the end of every episode. You'll get stickers each month and a giveaway every three months. But, you know, but so I suggest you go ahead and buy these right now because these will be gone pretty soon. We we will be talking with Patreon and we will be to get to the point where you just give us the money directly. You won't get Jack. You'll get Jack back. Moving on. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, oh, oh. Too soon? A little bit. Whoa. Oh, gotcha. So anyway, where can you find, where can you uh, give us money? At patreon.com forward slash VT network. That's patreon.com forward slash VT network. But uh, and besides, I'm, I'm just kidding early, okay? You, you, we know you got your back. You, you, you'll get something out of the deal. You know, it's, like, it's a pretty good deal, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So remember, patreon.com forward slash VT network. And uh, something went wrong with the stickers. Uh, I literally got a phone call yesterday that they got sent back to the post office. So I'm going to have to resend those. Don't worry, you guys are going to get your stickers, and you're going to get another set of stickers this month too. And our second giveaway ever is happening on the 20th of this month, so you're going to want to you're going to want to sign up before that because uh, the last time we gave something away was pretty cool, and uh, 
uh, Hengel one and really liked his uh, care package. So this month, uh, it's July 20th, is when it's going to be uh, being getting blah, our next giveaway. Yes. Words together. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of shit that you can buy from us, go to red, uh, vtnetwork.redbubble.com. And from there, we have all sorts of cool shit that you can buy. We have five different designs, two of them designed by a DJ, one of them designed by a computer, and one of them personally designed by me. And I really cannot remember who the fuck designed that one. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I this had one, that one. Uh, this one. I, I, I had that one made. I, I, I had got a professional to do that one. Oh. Yeah. That's where that came from. Okay. I, I, I was like... I don't remember making that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You make some back. No, no. But anyway. Uh, anyways. So this no, is- no, no. I, I had that personally made. Oh, okay. I, I honestly could not remember for the life of me. Uh, we have lowered our prices, so, um, you know what I mean? We, we really don't give a fuck about making money off of this. We just want you guys to rep our shit and be happy repping it. So we got hoodies, classic t-shirts, baseball t-shirts, active t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts. We have tank tops, fitted t-shirts, zipped hoodies, stickers, laptops, skins, laptop sleeves, iPad skins, another form of stickers, iPad cases, iPhone cases, Samsung cases, wallet cases, framed artwork, postcards. Uh, where are they? Where are they? They're the coasters. And in case... Because DJ needs to hear it every time. We have throw pillows. Yeah. We got mugs. We got tall mugs. We got transparent water bottles. We even have your own fucking COVID masks. Starting from only $9.99. And you can rep us literally on your face. So. (laughs) (laughs) Go over to (laughs) vtnetwork.redbubble.com. Wow, that was terrible. <laughs> that was that was bad, man. That was really bad. Oh my god! Uh, the neon sign one has been updated as well. There, we now have sleeveless tops, chiffon chop uh, tops. We have leggings now for this design. We also have the throw pillows, the tote bags, water bottles, uh, stickers, and it's it's just. I think it's one of our best logo like designs yet. My dog's losing her fucking mind, and I don't know why. But uh, with all that said and done, once again, vtnetwork.redbubble.com. Please help us out. And if you think the prices are still too high, please let us know. We can still do something <coughs> about it. You had such a stoner moment the other day. You were like, dude, VT Network is like has no repeating uh, letters. And I was like, yes, it does, bro. Well, VT Network doesn't. VT Network does not. Videotainment yes, Network does. Yes, it does. VT Network is two T's, bro. Oh, yeah. it, you idiot. <laughs> God damn it. I was trying to explain it to you. You were being so dumb about it, bro. I was, I like, was so fucking you're tired. Fucking, dude, I was, I was like, I'm so still very stupid. tired. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I was so exhausted. I was so exhausted when I said that mustard, <laughs> mustard had the nutty. <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding?" <laughs> <laughs> oh god damn it! <laughs> well, mustard, tell them how to call me an idiot. All right, social media. We got Twitter, 
BT Network, number two with two T's. All right, we got <laughs> Facebook, BT Network, number two. We got email, btnetwork84 at gmail.com. We now have a Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash btnetwork. Come check us out. Don't We're going to be streaming you. the show soon. We're trying to figure it out. Um, we'll we'll let you guys know when that happens, but we're, there, it's there. The channel's there. You can follow it if you want. Yeah. Um, that's it for your stream. My stream. <laughs> um, Twitch.tv forward slash Colonel Mustard. The first L is an I. Uh, yeah, I've been streaming a lot lately, actually. Um, yeah. come by. We've been. I've been playing a lot of shit. Got a capture card. Got a fucking PC. Let's let's go. Down. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm Twitch affiliate, so come sub and throw yep. some bitties and I'll show you my titties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> got nothing on that one. With all that said and done though, we're gonna go ahead and head to the post show because we got some other shit to talk about that we all kinda wanna get to. Uh so say goodnight, DJ. Avita scene. Fuck.